You are listening to sermon audio from Fort Myers Community Church. For more information about how to get involved in the life of this church family, please visit www.fmcc.life. Welcome, welcome. Man, I hope everybody is doing well and you are ready to hear the word of the Lord today. So if you have a Bible, grab it. Uh, I'm going to invite up Gene Wrights. So Gene is one of our members. Gene leads a Bible study after church service is over. Uh, It's going to be starting today. I believe, uh, on the book of Romans. Um, The Lord has really uh, used and blessed Gene in my life. Um, We get to meet often and grab lunch and talk about Jesus and life and ministry and all those fun things. So uh, why don't you do me a favor and welcome Gene this morning. Certainly appreciate so much the encouragement, and uh, that is one of the things about uh, this fellowship that my wife and I saw when we first uh, started to come, and I've heard that from a, a number of you, and said, sure to seem like a friendly group, and it's a, it's a place where people care, and I greatly appreciate that. I do appreciate the opportunities that I've had as well uh, to get to know Bill and to meet with him uh, on uh, a number of occasions. And uh, so many of you, it, it just is a privilege to, to be a part of a fellowship. We came down about 16 months ago, I guess now, and we're getting settled in. Uh, it, it takes a hot minute, doesn't it? <laughs> so many of us can relate to that. And we've been, you know, whether you've come from other states or you know all about moving or you were displaced because of the, the hurricane, um, you know, there's a lot of that unease and, and, and just getting settled and finding a place where people care about you and a family that you can be a part of. Um, it's over the top important. And so we love the church and are grateful for that. Having said that, that's a good segue into um, a word of encouragement for you all. And I don't, I don't know completely what's been done or is being done to, um, to encourage the pastoral staff. Uh, I was not uh, paid anything to say this, but after being in the ministry for a a number of years and really appreciating uh, fellowships that were a blessing to myself and my wife and my family, I know it means a lot uh, to pastors. Pastor Appreciation Month, right? Many of you know that, October. uh, And so I I know as Bill and Lauren are sitting here and, and blushing and wishing I wouldn't be saying this, and Miguel and his precious bride and the others that are serving us uh, full-time capacity. Would just think, just pray about that a minute. What would, what could you do to bless them with a gift card, with a note, with um, who, who knows what the Lord may lay on your heart to bless them? And um, it ain't it ain't it, it ain't an easy gig. Let me put it to, to to be when you stand up to preach. It's just it's so humbling. If I'm not humbled, the rest of the times when I come in, just give you an opportunity to preach, and you just come in and go, Oh God, I need you. You know, so he's doing that on a regular basis and the pressures and the challenges and they as a couple and as a family and Miguel leading and David and the different ones that are helping and and Logan. So uh, ministry isn't always a very easy thing. And a word of encouragement is a blessing. Thank you for announcing the Romans Bible study. Yeah, we're, this is actually the second week, so we're up and running and starting that. So if you're not a part, we don't want to take anybody away from your small group or do any of that. But if you want to hang out for an hour and dive deep into the Word of God, we'd love to invite you to be a part of uh, the Romans study. 
which follows right after church. I've got to get going because we got a lot to cover. Genesis chapters 6, 7, 8, and 9. Can you believe it? And then over to Hebrews 11, the whole chapter. No, we're not going to do that to you this morning. But, but it's about Noah, who's a man of faith, and there, there is a lot of material. So I am going to read chapter 6 of Genesis. If you have your Bibles, version app, whatever you're using, turn there and let's read together. I'll work my way through and go down to Genesis 7 and verse, oh, I guess all the way to verse 7. Then we will pray when man, Genesis 6.1. When man began to multiply in the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of man, and they bore children to them, these were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. It would take 20 minutes at least to preach that. I'm not going to go through that, but that's part of the chapter. We're going to really start with verse 5. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I'm sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God, and Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all flesh. For the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Just a brief comment. Isn't it interesting? He's going to destroy the earth with the earth. Could have done it in any number. of. We could have spoken it. He spoke it into existence. He could have said, Poof, and it would have been destroyed. But he uses the earth to do that. Water, make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. This is how you are to make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits. Cubit, think about 18 inches. The, the ark's 300 cubits, about 450 feet, about a football field long, and another half. A football and a half. A, a field and a half. It's huge. Nothing, no, no event, no engineering uh, feat had ever taken place to this point like that. And, you know, he's not, there's no, what's Noah? A, a, a shipman? You know, a captain of a, he knows nothing about that. God said, you do this. The whole, study God's word. I've read through the word, I don't know how many times. I've heard stories about this. When you dive deep and you get in, you just think, God's word is amazing. Its breadth is 50 cubits, 75 feet long. Its height, 30 cubits, about 45 feet high. Three stories, but about each story, 15 feet high, 45 feet. Make a roof for the ark and finish it to a cubit above. Set the door of the ark in its side. Make it with lower, second, and third decks. 
For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that's on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds according to their kinds, and of the animals according to their kinds, of every creeping thing of the ground according to its kind. Two of every sort shall come into you to keep them alive." Also take with you every sort of food that is eaten and store it up. It shall serve as food for you and for them. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. And as you read through that, again, just, just in passing, God told him and Abraham, or, uh, Noah said, I'll do it. God commanded and Noah said, I will do it. You have spoken. The obedience is really amazing. Then the Lord said to Noah, go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and his mate, and a pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and his mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the heavens also, male and female, to keep their offspring alive on the face of the earth. You say, what about the... Toosie twosies. What about the two by? Wait a minute. I thought it was just male and female of every kind and all of that. And animals for sacrifice and for worship. They get to the end. I don't have time to get into it. Read it and on your own. It'll repay your study, Genesis chapter 8. And then finally the water's abated and they get out. And, and what does Noah do but look around and say, aren't I really great? Didn't I do an amazing feat? I was so incredible and I accomplished all of this. No, Noah worshiped the Lord and he made a sacrifice what a humble man of God and so the extra animals for in seven days I will send rain on the earth 40 days and 40 nights and every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground and Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters came upon the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him went into the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Father, help us now. We've been praying. We've been worshiping. We've been led. And there's been an attitude of singing, an attitude of joy and rejoicing, an attitude of humility, an understanding of theological truth. Through the songs that were said now, would you, con- sung, would you continue to bless now and minister to each one right where we are? Thank you that you know. Thank you that you see. Thank you that you care. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Well, a man once asked another man, he said, what would you say are the main problems on the earth today? And that man responded, I don't know. And I don't care. (laughs) To which the man who inquired said, you got them both right. (laughs) Oh, if we could have a people that really knew and wanted to dig into the truth of God's word and then really care. Oh, if that could be our hearts more and more until the Lord returns. To know and to care. But God saw... God's all. There was corruption, there was judgment, there was mercy. That's the whole outline. I could say amen and close the book, we'd be done. If you can get a hold of those things, we're going to fill in the blanks, but there was corruption, there was judgment, and there was mercy. His mercy is more 
There was corruption, and, and God saw it. In Genesis 6, 5, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And then in verses 11 and 12, now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence, and God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way <laughs> on the earth. You get the impression that the earth was corrupt. It was bad. It was, it, it was it, man's wickedness was great, and God saw it. You know, God sees. Verse 5, the Lord saw you know, and, and, and God felt it made a difference in verse 6, in Genesis 6, 6. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him in his heart. Now, when you hear words like that, it's not like God was like, you know, in heaven just crying. And I can't, I can't believe I did that. I just, this whole thing's just way out of control. How could I ever do that? I didn't know it. it oftentimes, authors of scripture use what's called an anthropomorphism. Big word thousand dollar word right all, all it just simply means is attributing human characteristics to God just so that because how do you know God I mean we had in our study our previous study here in that group that meets after church we studied the attributes of God it took us four months we barely scratched the surface so God's incredible you know but and it but but how does he communicate his immensity and his holiness and all his attributes to us who are human beings well so the author oftentimes of scripture it's a it's a literary device so that we can understand it, it affected God God saw and, and it and it concerned him and he he had made everything and 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 at one point it was all just perfect and it was good, and it was really good in Genesis 1, and I think it's verse 31, and, and now, you know, everything's evil and, and corrupt, so God's aware of what's going on, and he says, in, in, it was said of him in Genesis 6, 5, every intention of the thoughts, so everything, and, and, he, and the knowledge, man knew back then, I think man knows today, but we're suppressing the truth. Every intention of the thoughts in the heart, inside, wasn't everybody else's problem doing to them. It's coming out of the heart. Only evil, a total sense of evil and violence. Continually, it never stopped. The Lord saw, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil Continually, So God was aware. He saw that the wickedness of the world was exactly what it was. And it was Genesis 1.31 that I just quoted. God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. And you know, I think sometimes we, we run from this. Sometimes we want the blessing of the Lord. We're glad the Lord, as Miguel said, the Lord is with us for sure. When we all get up and leave and go home, about God is still here. God's everywhere. We say that, it was one of the attributes of God, God's omnipresent, so God is here. But Second uh, Chronicles 16, 9 says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. That individual who will live by faith like Noah and have a heart of, of seeking the Lord, the Lord sees and he's looking in he is transcendent, and he's way above everything in the earth. He speaks it all into existence, and he, as Steve Green said, he's the composer and conductor of the universe, but he's imminent. He's close, and he sees, and we are grateful for that, but, but sometimes that's an intimidating thing, too. The Lord saw in his sight 
He saw the earth. So God knew and he knows now. And God cared back then and he cares now. And God responded and he responds today. Well, man's wickedness is still great. In Ecclesiastes uh, 7 and verse 20, the word says, Surely there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. Surely there is not one person here or in the church down the street or across the street or everyone I work with or you work with or your spouse or your children or your parents. Surely there is not one of us on earth who does good and never sins. You never sin? No, that word says we all sin. Romans 3, 10 through 18, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they've become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. And their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And that's the way we are. Apart from God, that's the way I am. And that's the day, like Noah's day, it seems like today is more and more getting, looking more and more just like that. But every individual apart from Christ, that's really where their hearts are. Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? We can't even know it. And one of the reasons why you come here, I trust you come here to worship. You're going to praise the Lord. You want to be encouraged and strengthened. Yes, and amen to all of that. But we also need all y'all, the individual speaking especially, We need to see ourselves as God sees us. We need to see his holiness and our unworthiness apart from him. Great big God, great, great, great big God. Wee little tiny, tiny little man. And by his grace and mercy, we're going to close with in a minute, he extends that to us. And then we can know him when we have that proper understanding of who he is and who we are. So we read passages like this. What a blessing to be able to study that. And, and it's still like that today. It's a difficult day. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents. Sound a little bit familiar? Ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, Without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, (laughs) reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. I don't want to be that person. I want to have the appearance and I want it to be real in my life and I'm sure you do as well. You know, it's like, some of you are old enough. I'm really dating myself. <laughs> but you know the technology better than I do. You just go ahead. You just Google it. You'll find it. Remember? Uh, warning, warning, Will Robinson. Remember? Danger. <laughs> Remember back in the day? Lost in space. Can I hear at least one amen? amen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Warning, warning, danger, danger, Will Robinson. Noah, 
advance some how many thousand years. Warning, warning, danger to those who reject Christ, who are not worshiping him and submitting to him. And so we think about that. And it was a sign. You say, are you, like, are you, are you jumping the gun? Are you advancing forward and making something? No, no. Matthew 24, 36 to 39, but concerning that day and hour, speaking of the return of the Lord, the Lord said in Matthew 24, no one knows the return of the Lord. What day that will be? Not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware. I don't know. Yeah, I don't care. Until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. The coming of the Son of Man could be any day. It could be this afternoon. We don't know that. No one knows the day or the hour. And you watch signs of the times and the events and things that are going on. And I'm not saying that you can necessarily grab a newspaper and then grab the Bible and say, this is that and this is that. And that means I'm not going to do that. I live long enough to, to read the book, or at least hear of the book, 88 Reasons Why Christ is Coming Back in 1988. <laughs> we missed it by a few years. But, so, but we see those things, they come out, and we, and we feel badly for those people that are doing that. But on the other hand, we say, ah, you know, okay, sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be, let's get married, and let's drink, and let's party, and that, you know... No, we're looking up. Look up for your redemption draws nigh as in the days of Noah. And what is that a picture of? Is there something wrong with eating and drinking? No. Marrying and giving in marriage? No. Get married. We see people here getting married. We see kids raise families and send those kids out as an arrow to make a difference in this lost and dying world. So keep going and growing and sharing the gospel. But we're looking. We're not indifferent. We know. Some of you, you're here. Hopefully all of you, you're here. You're saying, I want to know. I want to think. I want to be alert. And I care. I care. It makes a difference in my life. And so we have to be careful. Dr. Donald Gray Barnhouse, former pastor of 10th Street Presbyterian Church, Philadelphia, many years ago. Dr. Barnhouse said, man is the same today as he's always been. He's a rebel against God. He may, in some generations, hide his rebellion a little more carefully than at other times, but there's no change in his heart. The men who built the city against God back in the days of Babylon, you remember the Tower of Babel, right? Had the same hatred as that which possessed men who nailed the Lord Jesus to the cross. And as it was back then, so it is even today. So there was corruption, but there was judgment as well. God saw and God was going to make a move, as it were, in 6 and 7 of Genesis 6, and the Lord regretted that he made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I've created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens, for I'm sorry that I've made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. But, but there was judgment that was coming. And then in Chapter 7, start with verse 17. 
The flood continued 40 days on the earth. The waters increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and increased greatly on the earth. And the ark floated on the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed so mightily on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed above the mountains, covering them 15 cubits deep. Think, about 22 feet high, above the highest mountain on the earth, another 22 feet. The flood. It's incredible to stop and think about that. And all flesh died that moved on the earth. Birds and livestock and beasts, all swarming creatures that swarm on the earth, and all mankind Everything on the dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. He blotted out everything, every living thing that was on the face of the ground, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens. They were blotted out from the earth. Only Noah was left and those who were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. We don't know for sure how many people were on the earth. Uh, scholars think, I've read different you know, thoughts and conjecture, but somewhere between probably at least, at least 8 million people up to some say maybe 100 million people. It doesn't really matter to try to nail down an exact amount. There's no way to know. But listen, millions and millions of people were blotted out. And so it was, it was judgment. You know, and, and, and it, we don't know exactly, but God was patient still. God was patient. Was it 120 years? Guys that I respect have said, have used that. I, I listened to a, a number of messages. I studied, I put a lot of time and effort. You glean material, but you, you hear guys and you think 120 years, 120. And then you dig further, you grab commentaries, you begin to look at other material. A lot of people think that it wasn't really a full 120 years that he was actually doing that. The building, actually doing the building. Some say it could have been as low as 50 to 75 years to build the ark. So, so minimum, minimum somewhere between 50 and 75. One of the reasons why I say that is if you look at Genesis 5.32, for after Noah was 500 years old, Noah fathered Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So 500 years, so 500, then I fathered those people, those sons, and then you go over to uh, Genesis uh, 7 and verse 6. Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters came upon the earth. 100. But how old were the kids? And then they had to get married, so 100 minus they had to grow up and get the thing. I, I think, and I think I'm on good ground, I feel more comfortable. And as of three weeks ago, I was saying 120 years. So if you think that, you know, it's just not a huge thing. It's certainly a third or fourth level issue. But, it, but, but I think it was somewhere around 50 to 75 years. But it was a long time. Many days, many months, many years, decades after Noah began building the ark. And so from the time of creation uh, 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 and, and the fall until now, uh, at the time of Noah's time, maybe 1,600 years. But, uh, but there were opportunities all along the way. Uh, Seth's son, Enosh, you know, Genesis 4, 26. It says, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. So they knew about calling on the name of the Lord. At some point, there were opportunities. Adam fell. We've been covering that in the series going through Genesis, which, by the way, it's been rich to go through the Adam. And then Enoch, 
right? Enoch, Enoch walked with God and he was no more. So Enoch, and, and he was there and he walked with God and he was no more. What do you think people looked, people saw, they think there's God's real. And then his son Methuselah and he lived 969 years. And then he died about the time here of the flood. So 969 years. How many years, how many men, how many people, opportunities they had. You say, God's mean. He's mean. I knew it. He's strange. He's capricious. Here he is judging the world, all the corruption. But couldn't he give him another chance? How many chances do we all want? Patient, patient, patient. And then finally... No more patience. You finally and fully rejected God. And God knew that every intention of their heart was evil only continually. It seems as if we may be getting to that type of a day. Still, God's judgment was not absent. It was, he was patient, very, very patient. But God knew and he cared. And God's conclusion, one individual said, about the state of humanity is an all-encompassing declaration of human Depravity. <laughs> Russia and Ukraine, Hamas and Israel, mobs looting stores, mass shootings, corruption in governments, corruption in academia, in the arts, in sports. <laughs> you know, I, 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 the, the challenge in which we live, you say, wow, thanks for all the encouragement today, Gene. <laughs> That's, that's exactly what I wanted. Can we go get lunch now? <laughs> and then Dave Harvey, Dr. Dave Harvey, he's speaking next week. You want to hear somebody, a good communicator, faithful to the word of God, come next week. Dave's going to share. Dave Harvey, I had a chance to meet with him as he shared with some other pastors this week. He said, we got the whole issue of sin in the human heart. That's one little circle. Then outside of that, every one of you here today, then outside of that, the, the weakness of the body as we get older and stuff. So body affects us. Sometimes we get tumors. Sometimes we have cancer. Sometimes we have troubles and our, we have arthritis and we have, so we got to battle with that in this world in which we live. Sinful heart, weak body. He was saying a broader view of communication specifically as it relates to husband and wife relationships. But, and then socially embedded issues. When I, you don't know about my family when I was born, and I actually could say that. Boy, being raised in the family I was in, now I've got that. That's part of my challenge, social issues, socially embedded issues. And then spiritual warfare. You realize you come in here, there's people praying every day because we want God, let the word go forth and give people understanding and then change our hearts, give me understanding, change my heart and work. And the enemy's saying, no, be concerned about last week. Be overly concerned about this week. There's spiritual warfare. You're, you're, you're so sinful, there's no hope. And he'll feed lies in, because that's not true. But there's spiritual warfare. And then he said, the biggest circle, and we can be thankful, God's still sovereign. And there's still the gospel. And there's still Christ. I just want to say that, just be aware that today's day is very similar in so many ways. That 2 Peter 3, 4 through 7. I found this one, and I got, I got to get to it, and I got to end. 2 Peter 3, Four through seven. If you have your Bibles, oh, make a note, go home and look at it. Second Peter three, four through seven. They will say, Where's the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. 
For they deliberately overlooked this fact that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and through water, Pastor Bill covered that, by the word of God, and that by means of these, the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. What's that a reference to? That's, that's the flood. That's what we're talking about. Remember that? Peter says, remember that? But by the same word, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. He's coming back again, and he's going to judge the world. Is he going to judge the entire world and all the sinful people uh, by a flood? He will. Know. How do you know that? He promised. His word said that. And the rainbow in the sky. I'll never forget when we were getting ready to move to our first pastorate in Grand Rapids. My wife and the three little kids standing outside of our double-wide mobile home. And there was, a, there was a big rainbow sitting up above it. She said, okay, kids, everybody point up. She snapped a picture. And it was a beautiful rainbow in the sky. And under the caption, she kept that photo. And under the caption, it said, God keeps his promises. We don't have time to go there. But he put a rainbow in the sky. Like, who does that? I witness to people all of the time, and one of the things I do is I say, look, did you, what a beautiful day. Look at those clouds. Can you believe that cloud formation? Look at the rainbow. Look at the birds. Look at the, the other day I was going by, I stopped and I said, I was driving, that's what I do as a, as a shuttle driver, driving a customer back. I stopped and I looked over and I said, look, Alan the alligator. <laughs> who does that? Who's an alligator sitting right by the... God who created all of those things. It's amazing to see what God has done. But he's not going to wipe it out through a flood. But he is going to wipe it out. He's going to come back and it's going to be through fire. He's coming back. Well, there's mercy. Quickly. There was corruption. There was judgment. But his mercy is greater. Opportunity was offered to Noah and his family. Noah was a man of faith. Genesis 7, 1. Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you are, right, you are righteous before me in this generation. Noah was a righteous man. And 2 Peter uh, 2, 5 says, If he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah... A herald of righteousness with seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. And it goes on to talk about how he can he'll save the, the godly, those that are trusting Christ, and he will judge the wicked. Uh, he was a preacher of righteousness. In Hebrews 11.6, and it talks about him in that same vein, very positively. Hebrews 11.6, without faith it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And by faith Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household, by this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Put your faith in Christ, who is really the ark, the ark from the judgment to come. 
and, and trust him. And, and he will impute righteousness to you. He will deposit righteousness into your account because you're saved by grace through faith. And it's a righteousness that's not your own, but it's the righteousness of Christ. And so you embrace him by faith. And he imputes that. He deposits that into your account. And you and I, apart from him, are not righteous. Left to our own devices, we would do only evil continually. And and then when we say total depravity and that man is sinful, that doesn't mean that everything we always do all the time and think and actions is is only evil in in that sense because sometimes we'll help the little old lady across the street. We feel, you know... And, and, and so we will do things. It's just that when we do things, do we do it for the glory of God? I mean, not everybody is as bad as they could be. Adolf Hitler didn't even murder his own mother. But he was depraved. He was evil at his core. And apart from God, there's total depravity. Nothing that we do, our righteousness, perish the thought, I'm not that bad. My righteousness is like filthy rags. And God says, I'm going to save you. I prepared an ark as it were. I've sent my son. He's offered his life, his sinless life, an atoning death on the cross. And so opportunity was offered to all. So we want to preach that. Noah was busy. He was building and preaching. He was a preacher of righteousness. And so Miguel said it. I, several things Miguel said during the I thought, man, that guy's been looking at my notes. <laughs> they would gather here, worship the Lord, repent. <laughs> Say, God, forgive me again I did, I, in this way. I acknowledge my sin. I acknowledge your righteousness. I embrace you by faith. I walk out in the blameless relationship I have and then go and share. Preach it. Preach your life. Whatever you do, whatever job, occupation, profession you have, you're a doctor, you're a nurse, you're, you're, a, you're, you're a garbage truck driver, you're a business owner, you build things, you're a builder, whatever you, you're retired, you're a student, whatever you do, go out and just live for the Lord. Say, Lord, use my life. I want to I be used of the Lord. And he will, he does. And he will use you to be a point. Just get busy, right? And, and, and when you find a lost and dying wor- world that is <laughs> and I'm sorry for that but that's the day in which we live And if you're here, you've trusted Christ as your Savior. You see it, don't you? And God's coming back again. When he comes back again, it won't be say, oh, I just forgive you all. Everybody's saved. We believe in universalism. God's coming back to judge the earth for a second time, not with water, but with fire. We believe in a literal heaven and a literal hell. And so the time is short. So we want to be about it. We want to grow and worship the Lord and know him. And the ark is Christ. Enter in by faith in Christ and him alone. And you say, man, I'd never be like Noah. I couldn't have done it out in the middle of the desert. Are you serious? Noah built an ark. And year after year and decade after decade, crazy Noah. (laughs) Crazy Noah, what are you doing? I'm, I'm building an ark. Because it's going to rain. It had never rained on the earth. The earth was from a mist that came up from the ground. That's how the plants were taken care of. It had never rained. It's not going to rain, Noah. 
It's gonna rain. God said it. And I believe it. And you and I, we've got God's word. And we believe. And so we go out, we preach righteousness, and we share with people who are lost. We don't, they're sleepy, but we want them to see. But Noah was blameless, and he was doing all those things. But blameless doesn't mean perfect, not sinless, but with integrity and uprightness and honorable. I hope that your lives, because of the grace of God, it, it, your lives are blameless if you know Christ. If you don't come to Christ today, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ today. But if you already know him, then you're walking into integrity and uprightness and honorable and even when you're not sinless. Noah, and we don't have time to turn there, chapter nine, he ended up getting drunk. He was a man of the soil. We give him a little bit of a break. Did he fully understand the potency of the wine? Maybe, maybe not. He drank way too much. He said, this is great, and he drank, and then they found him, and then he was naked. And his son walked in, and one of the sons, Ham, said, I found him naked. He ran out to tell the story, presumably with an improper heart, and his two brothers said, what, 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 what are you doing? And so then they grabbed a blanket and they said, come on, let's go in and cover our father's shame. Noah, a man of faith, certainly perfect in every single way. No, no, no nobody, nobody's like that. So they went in and they covered him. And they were blessed for doing that. But, so, but he was still forgiveness and he was a man of faith even though he had sinned. He was a man of faith by God's grace, which led to obedience. Not sinless, but mercy was greater. I close with one scripture and one illustration, and I'm done. Lamentations 3, 19 to 23. Jeremiah the prophet said it was a bad day. Israel had been taken away to Babylon for 70 years. It was a bad day. You see, I think it's a bad day. It is a bad day. It's hard hard to live the Christian life. I want to encourage you this morning. Noah did it. Noah did it. He said, yeah, I was a man of faith. How many people got saved when Noah was preaching? Sometimes you're out there witnessing, living for the Lord. You're thinking, my family, my relatives, my neighbors. It's not up to you to bring the results. It's up to God. You just go ahead and be faithful. Just keep your faith in Christ and him alone. Lamentations 3. And Jeremiah, thinking about Israel, hauled away to captivity, remembering mine affliction and my misery. The wormwood and the gall, the bitterness, you know. My soul has them still in remembrance and is humbled within me. But this I recall to my mind, and therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. His faithfulness is good enough for you. His mercies are more, they're new every morning. Believe, keep growing, go out there and witness and just wait. Just wait, because one day the Lord's coming back. He's gonna take care of everything. You say, well, which way do you go? Flee to Christ. The other day, I said I mentioned I was alluded to the fact that I'm a driver. I'm a courtesy driver uh, for BMW, so I take people around. But uh, I had dropped somebody off in a development, and I was leaving the development. 
And so I pulled up. I'd done this a hundred times, you know, over the last eight months, you know, so I know exactly what I'm doing. So I pull up to the gate, you know, and sometimes when you're leaving, you don't need a key fob or whatever, any code. You just pull up and the gate opens. So I pulled up to the gate. The gate's supposed to open. So pull up to the gate. Gate? Gate open. Gate open. I pulled back. I said, well, let's. I get them, I'll move over. I moved over to the left a little bit. Gate still didn't open. I moved more to the center. I moved more to the right. I wasn't in the right spot. The gate would not open. There's a guy walking along. <laughs> you study the word, you get in and you think, there, now there's a life illustration, right? How good is that? Here's this guy walking around. He's got his dog. He looks at me, he sees me on the other side of the gate. He goes, and he points to the little RFID thing. He says, move over. You got to be right there. So I moved over, and the gate opened up. I thought, how cool. Christ is the way. Christ is the door. There's only one door. There's only one day. One, one way. One door, one way. How many, how many doors do you think were on the ark? How many? One. God said to Noah and his family, get in the ark. I'm going to flood the whole earth. He obeyed, he got in, and God shut the door. Enter in by faith. Father God, we thank you so much for your grace, your faith, what you do for us, what you've done for us. I pray that we would live by faith uh, as our friend Noah did, uh, realizing that it's not... It's, it's not in our own righteousness or our own goodness, but we found favor because, of, because Father, of what you've done in your Son and our Savior, Jesus. And I, I pray that we would be encouraged by that. I f- pray that we'd find strength in the midst of a battle. We live in this corrupt world, and it's such a hard thing, but you give us continued grace and, and mercy. To, mercy and grace is even greater than all of our sin. And uh, help us to receive that by faith. We thank you for it, for what you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.